You're watching KCMI-TV. A few weeks ago, I talked to you about uh, there are some things that you don't rebuke, you endure. And uh, in my Bible reading, uh, God just began to stir my spirit along these lines. So I, I want to talk about uh, this subject tonight, about enduring in the Lord. And uh, I, I would say, um, after 50 years of preaching and pastoring, evangelizing, and uh, receiving the Holy Spirit years before that, if someone would ask me, Pastor, what is the key to longevity in God? I would have to say it's learning how to endure the lean times without the leanness getting in your soul. And uh, years ago, uh, when I was in uh, high school, um, I joined the cross-country team. And we would, uh, once a week or every other week, we would go to meets and we would compete against other schools. And uh, it was comprised of a course. It varied wherever you went. Um, it could be through the woods, it could be through a creek, uh, sometimes it included running on the beach. Uh, it always seemed to wind up having some kind of real steep hill involved. And it would be a few miles. And uh, you, would, you would run these races and of course when you take off, you know, everybody's got a lot of adrenaline going and you're excited about the race. And um, I remember many times uh, so many guys would take off at such a fast pace. But after you get a mile or so, two miles into the race, and uh, you would notice that these guys that took off so fast uh, couldn't finish the race. They had not paced themselves, or they had not went through the training that it took to finish that race. I think Ecclesiastes says the race is not to the swiftest. And uh, there's another verse, uh, I think it's in Matthew it's at least twice. And it says this, that he that endureth to the end shall be saved. And so there's a lot of people in life, and you that are listening to me tonight, uh, you can probably think of individuals that you've watched that it seemed like they were so successful and uh, everything happened quickly. But then after the years go by, you see that they have fallen by the way. And um, I, I got good at, at cross country, but it wasn't just because I would run the race every two weeks. It was because we put the training in. And it was all of those evenings after school that you would get out and you weren't competing against anybody, but you were preparing. And so you would go through the weariness and you would go through the fatigue and you would fight through those moments where you feel like you couldn't make it and you would push yourself. What you were doing, what I was accumulating, well, I was creating endurance. I was training my body to be able to reach a place that it could overcome the obstacles that I was going to encounter in the future. And so running the race, and I, I won several races, 
but it was because I learned how to push through the difficult times. When you're halfway up a mountain and you think, I can't make it, it was the training that pushed you through. And uh, in the Hebrews chapter 6, I want to I read you just a verse. In Hebrews, the sixth chapter, verse 20, it says, Which hope we have as an anchor of our soul, both, both sure and steadfast. In verse 20, it says, Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus. And I was reading the other day, and it just leaped up in my spirit because it says this, that Jesus Christ, the, the forerunner literally means a runner that's gone before you. And the Bible says this, that Jesus has already run the race that you and I are in. He triumphed in it. And you say, well, how, how did Christ uh, come through the race with such great victory? Well, a little later on in the book of Hebrews, um, I'll start with verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which still so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. And this is what I want you to get. Who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross. So many times in our lives, something happens to us that's difficult and it's unexpected and it's painful. And the first thing that we do as a believer many times is we just begin to rebuke it. We automatically think it's the devil. But not everything that happens to you that's difficult or unpleasant is the devil. Sometimes it's God. And the verse uh, in Isaiah says this, it pleased the Father to bruise Jesus. And Jesus, the scripture says, when he encountered the cross, you can't find any place in the Bible where it says Jesus began to rebuke the cross. Say, I bind you, devil. You're not going to come against me. You're not going to take my life. The Bible said that he endured it. And the word endured means to persevere with patience. That he understood that this is a place in my life that I'm going to have to go through. And how did he endure the cross? Before the scripture says he endured the cross, it says for the joy that was set before him. What was that? God already let him know that, son, if you can come through this, there is a prize on the other side, Paul said this, not everyone who runs a race obtains the prize, but it's the individual that finishes the race. And so, you know, sometimes God will make his promises and we think that immediately, well, Lord, I, I think this ought to happen and, and, and it doesn't begin to happen. Um, in Ephesians, the sixth chapter in verse 15, it says, after... Abraham patiently endured. He obtained the promise. There are, there are seasons in our lives that, that don't go by quickly. 
um, and they're difficult. I think it's in um, in Hebrews again. The writer in Hebrews had such a handle on this subject, and he said, "Despise not the chastening or the chastening of the Lord." And it literally means the the times that God proves you, and the times that God teaches you, and the times that God instructs you. Most of the time, when God is teaching you and instructing you, he does it away from the crowd. He does it in the seasons of your life to where you don't really feel like you're fulfilling any purpose, but he begins to do things in you. And the scripture very plainly says, those whom the Lord doesn't chasten, they're not his sons. See, God takes sons and he chastens them. Years ago, in uh, just such a, a difficult, I seem, I, I seem like, and I'm sure that many of you identify with this, that uh, living in the wilderness sometimes lasts for years. And I was in such a, a time of testing, and I was praying one day, and I said, Lord, I'm asking you that will you get me out of this season? And the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, don't ask me to get you out of it. Ask me to teach you or help you to understand what I'm trying to teach you while you're there. And so for every believer that's going to end in victory, you're going to have to go through seasons where you endure things. And enduring is not a time of joy. But Jesus endured the cross because the Father let him have a glimpse of what was yet to come. And there are many of you that I'm speaking to tonight that are in such difficulties and some of your trials are going on for fourth year, fifth year, tenth year. And you think, God, will I ever get through this? But see, enduring means to have long patience. And that's why the scripture says this, you know, our soul is our will, our mind, and our emotions. It's the very essence of who we are. But the Bible says this, in your patience is where you possess your soul. And we live in a time in which everybody wants everything very quickly. That doesn't work in God's world. You know, I, I look back and, uh, and God's blessed me, especially in the last year with our church and the re move of God that we're in. And um, I think, Lord, why did I have to wait 49 years of struggle before I've ever seen this? And it's because I think that God takes us through those seasons because he puts he has to put roots in us. Um, I remember years ago reading a book, and this gentleman was, he, he was researching um, vineyards, and he was in Italy. And so he was with a, a, a gentleman that owned a very large vineyard. And uh, the vineyard, looked, it was healthy. It was producing a lot of grapes. And, 
And uh, this individual who was writing this book was asking him about his success. He said, a few, several years ago, he said, we had a drought come through this area of where I live. And he said, it stopped raining. And he said, the vines began to get dry. They stopped producing grapes. And um, it looked like that they were just going to wither away. And he said, some of the gentlemen that owned vineyards around me went out and they began to bring in water. And instead of the rain uh, making the vines uh, supplant and, and, and fresh, they used artificial means and they brought in water and they, and they watered their vineyards and their vineyards survived and they produced grapes. He said, but I chose not to water my vines. And he said, when I stopped watering my vines, he said, God evidently put something to the DNA of these vines. He said, because these vines, the roots of them, began to go deep until they found water. And he said, when my vines that weren't getting any rain tapped in to that water source, because their roots went deep. He said they came alive. And he said the next season, I had a crop of grapes that was bigger than anybody else. And there are seasons in where we want God to rain on us. Of course, rain is a type of blessing, the form of the latter rain together and all of those things. But sometimes God will turn the rain off, the blessing off. And we're thinking, God, please do something. If, if we're not patient, we'll step outside God's will and we'll try to superficially create the blessing in our lives. Whereas if you will just rest in the Lord, those roots in you will begin to go deep. And uh, I think there's a, in, math, in Mark, um, the fourth chapter, verse 17, there's a story. He said, there are people who receive the word of the Lord. He said, but they did not have any root in themselves. And when persecution and affliction begin to come upon them for the word's sake, he said, because see, the, God will test the word in you. It said, they, they could not endure, and they, be, they became um, offended at God. You determine your future. It doesn't matter that you go through difficult seasons. People ask me, Brother Ken, how did you sustain your ministry in the lean times? I found my joy in the Lord and not in my purpose. And I decided that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. And so now that we see in God do some tremendous things, my joy still doesn't come from that. It comes from Him. 
You know, uh, it says not only did Jesus endure the cross, but it says also in the next verse in Hebrews 12, 3, it says, consider him, speaking of Jesus. It says, consider Jesus because he endured the, let me see if I have it here. He endured the opposition and the rebellion of sinners against him. Sometimes God doesn't take things away because it's what's creating the strength in us. It's what's creating the depth in us. That's why Jesus is the cornerstone. It's because he's the forerunner. And the writer here in Hebrews says, you need to consider Jesus, how he endured these things. Why did he say consider him? Because the end of this verse says, lest ye become weary and you faint in your mind. Say then, Pastor, how, how do we create this endurance? Well, one of the ways is in Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it says this, love endureth all things. For me personally, the way that I know that I have survived these years, and there have been some very lean times and some very difficult times, is that I fell in love with Jesus. And when you love the Lord, can I tell you that love will get you through anything? I, I've recently prayed for two men's wives who are in comas. And one's been in a coma for seven years, and he still goes and prays for her every day, still believes. Another one's been in a coma for months, and he still has a sweet spirit. I pray for, I pray for a young girl recently that's very beautiful, young, has scoliosis. I pray for a young man that has autism. I pray for a lady who's going blind in one eye. I pray for another lady who has tendonitis and the ringing in her ears. She can't, no rest. And it just goes on and on. I pray for people that have multiple sclerosis. Uh, I pray almost every week for somebody that has stage four cancer. But you know what's amazing? That in all, most of these people that I pray for, they still love God and they are enduring. As a church in America and, and around the world, whether you're in um, Italy today, or you're in France, you're in Australia, different places in Canada, uh, you're in the time where you're having to endure. But the Bible says this, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And the seasons that, that God uh, puts us in, and uh, to be honest with you, I, over the years, I finally decided, well, this, this is how it always will be. You know, maybe this is all God raised me up for. And so I learned to endure through that and to find joy in the presence of the Lord. Uh, I'm sure that I'm speaking to many of you that are in difficult times and um, 
You know, when Paul was addressing Timothy, the young minister, pastor of Ephesus, he said, Timothy, learn to endure hardness or difficulty as a good soldier. You are a soldier in the army of God. You stand your ground. It doesn't matter that it never, the answer never comes or that nothing ever changes till the rapture. Listen, the moment that you leave this earth, everything's gonna change anyway, and God is gonna reward you for your faithfulness. But I also believe this, that we are on the very preface of God beginning to bring an end to weeping and to sorrow and God and to lockdown and God is getting ready to say it's time and I can tell you this that Jesus hallelujah when he came out of the grave he came out triumphant and you and I are going to come out triumphant so learn, hallelujah, the principles of God. You have to be able to endure. It is the endurance. And I'll end with this. Paul said this. He said, I have fought the fight. I have protected the faith. And he said, I have finished my course. We all run in a race. It doesn't matter if you're fast or not. What matters is, do you endure to the end? Finish this race. Hallelujah. Finish it with victory. Finish it with faith on your lips. Finish it with a heart that loves Jesus Christ. You stay strong. You hold on to God because he will come through for you. I hope this has helped you tonight. Um, I know God cares very, very deeply about each and every one of you. And though I can't see you, you're on the other side of, of the camera. I can see you in the spirit. And I want you to know this, that God cares about you even a lot more than I do. So be strong, endure the hardness as a good soldier, because God will answer your prayers. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.